Before we start today's show, have you checked out the dogbookcompany.com? Chic, timeless, and the ideal gift for any dog owner, the Dog Book Company has a range of stylish notebooks and coffee table books that are simply adorable. And because we love dogs as much as you, we give back $1 from every sale to dog charities. Shop now at thedogbookcompany.com and get free shipping on US and Australian orders. Now you can enjoy the show. Welcome to The Dog Show, a podcast for dog mums and dads who like to spoil their pups and care for their well-being. I'm your host, Will Blunt, and every week I interview global experts about dog health, nutrition, behaviour, trends, and much more. Let's sink our teeth into this week's episode. This episode of The Dog Show features Garrett Smallwood. Garrett's the CEO of WAG, a technology company that connects pet owners with pet caregivers who provide on-demand walking, boarding, sitting, training, and vet Q&A across 4,600 cities in the United States. He's also the proud owner of a terrier named Toby. In the interview, we discuss the benefits of exercising with your pup and why an on-demand walking service can be invaluable to your dog's well-being and your busy schedule. So, Garrett, thanks so much for coming on the dog show today. Hey, well, great to connect. I appreciate the time. Big, big fan of what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so before we jump into WAG and everything cool you're doing with that business, can you give me a little bit of a background with your history with dogs? Um, I understand you've got a terrier called Toby. Is that right? I do. So I would say he was an adopted member of the family by me. So I, I've been married now for almost two years. And my wife, when we first met, had a dog, Toby. He's a, he's a, he's a mix now, is really what we call him. He's about six years old. He's actually a little bit older now, probably. And he's obviously loved by the whole family, but it's my wife's dog we met. And I immediately knew to impress my wife, I had to hang out with Toby and, and get to know him. And I was lucky that when my wife and I first met, I was working at a pet services company. So I had a lot to talk to her about. But yeah, Toby's a member of the family. Just in, in general, I was really fortunate to grow up with dogs, mm. and, and it's just really natural for us. I think we feel really lucky. Would you say you have a favorite dog breed? Did you have any dogs growing up that you loved? Oh, or- man. Uh, a favorite. Okay, so I, so believe it or not, I have four sisters, and my youngest sister was, I think, a toddler. My mom decided the perfect dog for the family was going to be a beagle. I don't know how she was convinced of this. Like, no one in my family hunts you know, no one's particularly super active and beagles, I think, are notoriously high energy. And so we had this beagle. We named her Bridie because her birthday was on um, St. Patrick's Day. And she was the, she was awesome, like, but a terror. Like she would be the one digging through the trash and eating off the, you know, everyone's plates and just was just a, a maniac. But I think that was probably my favorite dog and breed. Can I think of all the memories associated with her? I think at some point down the line, I can imagine getting a beagle. Yeah, interesting. I've always loved beagles, actually. As a kid, I just love the floppy ears and the general look of the beagle. They're, they're a nice, easy size as well. But it sounds right. like they cause cause some havoc. Is that right? Or what? I think they're just a really high-energy dog. Mm. I think like by default, they're a dog that needs a lot of activity and a lot of kind of time. And I don't think – I would not say we were particularly good at that when I was a kid. Yeah. I think we would – you know, when you're a kid, you're like – parents are like, go out and walk the dog. And you're like, oh, and you go around the block once. I think that's a dog that needs a couple laps around the, around the block. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I've, I've got a French bulldog, so 
as much as they need stimulation, they they tire out pretty easy. So <laughs> right, yeah, it, yeah, like the bulldog, the whole bulldog breed is kind of like that. You have to be really thoughtful about how you how you walk and take care of the bulldogs. I mean, they can pugs too. I think are very similar. There's just certain dogs that you can't you can't do go over with. Yeah, beagles are probably the opposite. Yeah, beagles have got. I mean, the bulldogs and the pugs and stuff they have the breathing issues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you got to be you got to be careful in hot and cold weather. But with the yeah with the beagle, I think they're they're made for the outdoors, so. Totally. Any of those pointer dogs, right? Like anything that originally was intended to help with hunting, I think yeah. it's just naturally going to be really high energy. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, so you're the CEO of WAG, which is a dog walking, sitting, training, boarding services. You pretty much do everything to help out owners who, you know, are short on time or, or want some extra stimulation for their dogs. Tell me how you got into that industry. Like what, what got you into the uh, the pet services industry? Yeah, so exactly right. Just as a reminder, WAG is the ultimate kind of pet services partner for busy pet parents. We're live across the U.S. We help pet parents with everything from sitting to walking to boarding to training. I actually, uh, believe it or not, dropped out of college. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story here. And I joined my first startup in Silicon Valley, and it was called Red Beacon. And it was a home services marketplace. So think about it as you would go to Red Beacon and you would say, hey, I need a plumber at two o'clock on a Tuesday. And it was like eHarmony for plumbers. You'd find the plumber or a handyman or electrician. It was great. That business ended up getting acquired by the Home Depot, which is the kind of the, one of the largest retailers for home improvement in the US. Mm. About 2,400 stores across the US, 400,000 associates, a great business. And I spent a couple of years there. And from there, I knew that I really wanted to get involved in, believe it or not, healthcare. I was really passionate about healthcare. Um, in the U.S., healthcare is just not universal. There are a lot of problems. It's privatized. Usually, it's done by the com- by the company. And I, there's this business in the U.S. called Care Credit, and it's a financing point of sale kind of healthcare business. And what happens is when you go to the vet in the U.S., most purchases for vet care are out of pocket. It's meaning you don't. Most people don't have insurance in the U.S. It's less than three percent. And so what you end up doing is you end up putting on a credit card. You end up paying cash or check. Or you take out a short-term loan, usually care credit, at a really high interest rate. And we just didn't think that was right. So I started a company. We focused intensely on kind of fighting care credit and particularly high interest rate loans in the vet office. We did that for about two years, partnered with hundreds of veterinary clinics, helped hundreds of thousands of patients. But ultimately, I thought the business just it wasn't really sustainable. Like loans are a really difficult business unless you have kind of capital as a, as a partner. So we ended up selling the business to WAG. And I've been at WAG now for over almost three years. And since I've been at WAG, we originally were only in eight markets as a dog walking company. And since I've been here, we're now in 4,600 cities doing more than six different types of services with 150,000 active pet caregivers. So it's a whole night and day difference in the last three years. Yeah. So the pet caregivers, as you say that, the way, my understanding of that is almost like they're kind of like the Uber drivers of the the pet walking industry, as in like they're they're trained professionals in their area, and you kind of collaborate them as a brand, and you and you bring the customer to them. Is that right? Yeah, I think Uber gets this weird. Just taking a step back, I think Uber gets this weird kind of proxy definition. Like everyone thinks Uber first when you think on demand. For Wag, it's really important to remember that the vast majority of pet caregivers are not doing this full time. So, you know, like my sister's in college and she walks for WAG in Santa Barbara. She loves it. A lot of our caregivers are just dog lovers, people who can't have a dog, people that want some more exercise. You know, it's people that want to do a couple things a week, 
but they don't really want to work weekends or they don't want to work nights, like when the busy time for Uber or DoorDash is. And so there's just, it's a very different type of uh, a person that's delivering that experience. Mm -hmm. And we're really lucky that most people just love dogs, right? Like we're really fortunate. You know, not a lot of people love driving other people in their car. That's but true. when you talk to the WAG caregivers, like the caregivers that operate on WAG, they love it. You talk to like, man, I just love hanging out with dogs. I love my favorite clients. It's really rewarding. And so um, you're right in that WAG is simply the job board for them. We bring them jobs all day and they get to pick which ones they want. But our, our, really the benefit of being you know, a WAG caregiver or a caregiver on the WAG platform, I should say, is that you get to pick what you want. You could pick this job on Tuesday. You don't have to do that one. You can, you know, you can talk to the pet parent. You don't have to. Like, there's a lot of freedom. And I don't think you get that from these other on-demand marketplaces. That's cool. I didn't think of it that way. I guess the main, the main thing I thought of naturally is like people would be doing it to make money, right? But there's all these other benefits coming with walking a dog. Like if you don't have your own dog and you love dogs, there's that, you know, that, that stimulation and also the exercise, which is hugely beneficial for people that are at home all the time. So I think that's exactly right. Like if, if you just take a step back, like, would you rather sit in the car and drive someone all day? Would you rather go to a restaurant, pick up someone's food and deliver it? Or would you rather spend 30 or 60 minutes with a really cute dog? Most, I think most dogs are really cute. A really <laughs> cute dog outside in beautiful weather for, you know, and get exercise, get, get your four, four to 8,000 steps in. Like I, to me, the choice is pretty obvious. Mm. And so what we're really doing is we're democratizing access to pets and simplifying how you can be a pet parent. So there, are there any, I was just thinking about this. I went to the dog park the other day and there was a dog walker there that had four or five different dogs probably that they'd, they'd have the relationship with the, the clients or whatever. Is that an option with WAG or is it kind of one-to-one -one type of situation? Yeah, we're the private dog walker. There are a lot of dog walking businesses. I, and just to be clear, like everyone has a different need. So one of my really good buddies, I'm still mad at him, he doesn't use WAG, but his dog is a super active shepherd and he needs like trails. So every week he has a van pulls up to his house, it loads up with the dogs and they go to a trail for a couple hours. That's great for him. We don't do that. There are people in New York who have five, six dogs on a leash. They're great. Like we don't, we don't want to do that. We're the private dog walking service. So you can, as an owner, have up to three dogs walked at a given time, but they all have to be your dog. Okay. And when you can't, we don't bundle dogs together or anything else. It's, it's your dog only or your pack of dogs uh, for 20, 30 or 60 minutes. Okay, I think that makes sense from a safety perspective as well. Like the owners would probably feel more comfortable knowing that their dogs weren't just out there with other dogs as well, perhaps. That's right. I mean, look, to be clear though, there are times where it's great to have a pack. Like certain dogs need that and I, I applaud them and I think they should use that service. For us, I think, you know, look, a lot of our customer base is using WAG when it's convenient, right? They don't want to commit to a schedule. They don't want to do every day at one o'clock, you know, Monday through Saturday. They really want when they're late at work or when they can't make it back from, you know, to dinner early or they can't get their lunch break figured out. So that's where WAG really fits is you can get a, you know, you can get a walker to show up at your house in like 15 minutes. Okay. And that, that's like, that kind of convenience is really important. Yeah. So it kind of fills the gaps, I guess, in a way. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Cool. Okay. So I, for one, know how hard it is to, as, as we were just talking about then, filling the gaps in the day, I guess, if we're, as you mentioned, if I'm late at work or maybe you can't, don't get an opportunity to take out the dog one day. How else does WAG help with that situation? So there's obviously the, the dog walking as well, but you've got a bunch of other services that you, you do too. Yeah. So I think just in general, being a pet parent can be really stressful, 
right? Like you have a Frenchie, I have a Schnauzer. Like you know when they don't get enough exercise. You know like when you're running low on food, although there's some great services that fix that for you. You know when they're jumping or barking out the door. Like these things actually can be kind of anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. And I think especially, you know, a little bit different in the US, some of us are still in lockdown, but we've, some of the pet parents have had months to spend with their dog. And you kind of learn all these ins and outs, right? Being sheltered in place. And I think, you know, WAG ultimately wants to be the pet partner for kind of all your pet needs, right? So whether it's walking, sitting and boarding when you're on vacation, like we want to be your partner, whether it's training, we have we now offer in-home and digital training, which is awesome. The trainers that operate in the WAG platform are incredible. They've passed a 50-point quiz, enhanced background check. They have amazing profiles. I love reading their reviews. And then we also have vet care. So you can actually, you know, get expert advice from a veterinarian right from your phone. So I think these things are really peace of mind and what I call anxiety reducing services, right? Like knowing that you could pull up your phone and get an answer from a vet when your Frenchie might eat a French fry is really, I think, like important, right? You don't want to always bother your vet. I know I don't. And so I think really just the way to think about WAG is we really want to be your pet partner. We're not there for everybody. Like certain people want to do group walks or they really love the boarding facility or the kennel. That's great. But for a large percentage of the population, we're going to be the way they help take care of their pet. That's interesting. I didn't realize you did like so on-demand kind of advice as well from vets. So is that like, so if I went to the website in the US and like had a question, I could jump on and and speak to a vet or? Real t- live, like live chat with the vet right now. Yeah, that's cool. Because well, we, we get a lot of questions through on our websites from pet owners asking about a specific issue. So that, that's helpful to know that we can. Yeah, we lo- of- we'd love to, yeah, we'd love to help your listeners out. Yeah. We're happy to set up a special, it's, you know, it's part of our premium bundle, but we could figure out a way. It's, it's really simple. We have, you know, vet, veterinarians also want to earn more business and clients, right? Mm-hmm. So they create a WAG account, they, you know, can respond to clients and build their business. It's great. Cool. Cool. Okay. So let's, um, I guess the main focus of the business started with the walking and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to talk a bit more about, you know, dog walking in general. Like what do you what do you see the benefits of dog walking are? I guess you've got the benefits for the owner, but also for the dog. Yeah, what do you see in the main benefits of dog walking? I really think that pet parents need to remind themselves that dogs are almost like little humans. And a lot of people do feel like their their dog is like a furry member of the family. I do, <laughs> yeah. uh, right? But like, it's the same thing. Like, exercise for a human is great. Like, it keeps you healthy and active. You reduce your stress. You know, it keeps you limber. You live longer. It's the same thing for dogs. Like, exercising is great. Keeps them healthy. Reduces behavioral problems. Um, I, and we get a lot of pet parents who are like, man, my dog has been chewing a lot or digging a lot. And you're like, just take them on a walk. Yeah. If you just walk your dog for three or six minutes, I guarantee almost that those behaviors are going to get better. I think also the other really important thing is that there's inside the home and there's outside the home. And to dogs, those things are very different, right? Like most of us, I think we need to remember that. And when you go out with your dog and you explore, and it could be you know with, with WAG or it could be just yourself, that actually builds trust and it builds confidence. Your dog learns the environment, learns you, feels more comfortable. And it, again, it will reduce kind of that barking, chewing, digging behavior a lot of people don't like. It's just really important. And I really think it, the things that are good for humans, excluding food, are also <laughs> probably good for, for dogs, right? Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned the behavioral thing. We noticed that regularly with our French Bulldog. She sometimes gets in bigger groups if they come to our house or we take her to someone else's house. If there's more than just a few people, she kind of gets anxiety a little bit and she might start looking at shadows or lights or things like that. But you take her for a, like a decent walk, 
and then bring her back into the same environment. All of a sudden, she's relaxed again, and she can kind of just you know enjoy the situation. So that, right, that's, it's like stimulation. I guess they need that stimulation every day. So yeah, it's like a toddler. Like you like you <laughs> get you a toddler, you take it to a party. Like it's just it's jarring. You you wear them out a little bit, and they're gonna feel a lot better. So I yeah. think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so. What do you do to ensure, I guess, the safety of the dogs? Like, how do you how do you vet the the walkers and things like that? Yeah, so just looking at the business as a whole, we've now completed more than ten million services on the Wag platform. It's a pretty like it's a pretty big pool of experiences, and our average, you know, ninety nine percent of reviews are five star. So like the vast the vast vast majority of experiences are going to be great. It's much better than any of our competitors. And we take the safety and, seri- and, and kind of trust in the, in the community really seriously. So there's a lot of things we do. First thing is every caregiver that wants to operate their business on WAG has to pass an enhanced background check. They don't, they don't get to pick what kind of background check they're doing. They're getting the most thorough industry-leading background check to make sure that they're safe and secure. The second thing is uh, they, they, they basically run through a, a are you fit to walk dogs kind of quiz. They test their harness and the leash and the, how to handle, handle dogs in certain situations. And really, this is more for them to be like, hey, are you going to be ready to handle dogs? It's different when you, you, know, you think you can walk dogs. When you show up there and you're, and you're walking a 100-pound dog, it's, a little, it's very different, right? So making sure they're confident. When they finally join the platform, they also go through almost like a testing or an example walk. So they'll walk through the whole app what to expect, how it's going to work. They also have a ton of videos and resources available on how to handle certain dogs and breeds and how to set up the harness. So all these resources are there for them online uh, through partnerships and other platforms. So generally, like they're, they're kind of ready. Like they, They've made the decision. The last thing is we do not automatically assign gigs to caregivers. So we're not like, hey, we'll submit your request and you'll automatically be matched. We actually have a job board. Think about it like LinkedIn. There's a big job board in your area. And it has all the dogs and how long they want to walk and their size and their breed and their, you know, what they're like on the walk. Do they chase other dogs? Do they chase squirrels? Are they scared? Are they timid? And the caregivers can opt into the ones they're comfortable with. So if you're, you know, me, I can tell you, I, I like small dogs, but I really want to get my steps in. I actually prefer like a 60 plus pound dog, yeah. like, a, like a really active golden retriever is my favorite. And so those are the dogs I'm going to opt in for. You know, there's some people who don't want that. Some people would love to walk your Frenchie for a quarter of a mile. I'm sure it doesn't take a lot. And so you get to pick what kind of dogs are going to be a fit for you and what servers are going to be a fit for you. And I think that's really important, that ability to make the match and to pick what's going to be safe and secure is probably the most important part. So I guess on the flip side then, is it up to, it's up to the owner to, if there's any known behavioral issues or anything else with the dog, it's up to the owner to post that on the, on the, the job, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, so when an, a pet parent's signing up on WAG, they'll tell us and, and correspondingly the platform kind of all the things about their dog. Mm. You know, they'll take a photo, the age, the weight, the breed, the birthday. Uh, if they, you know, we have a bunch of questions we ask, like, hey, do, you know, like I said earlier, do they chase other dogs? Are they timid? What happens when you walk inside a house? Do they pee? Do they get aggressive? So we then we share all that with the caregivers. The caregiver knows what to expect, right? They're like, okay, cool. I'm going to show up and I'm going to walk a golden retriever and he's going to be super excited to see me and he's going to tug on the leash and he's not going to love when I put on his harness. And that makes it a lot easier. So it's in the pet parent's best interest to provide that information. It's a better experience. It's more consistent experience. It's a more comfortable experience. It's kind of like setting your kid up for daycare, right? right? Like when you drop your kid off at daycare, you're not just like, good luck. You're like, look, my kid hates peanuts. Don't let him eat peanuts, right? It's the same kind of thing. Um, so what what kind of reporting does an owner get back? Like let's say I drop my dog off with, with a wag walker and, and they take them out for 30 minutes or whatever it is for that day. What type of 
do I get anything back about like what the walk was like or where they went or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So the vast majority of services are going to be completed at your house. Um, so when I schedule my wag walker, they come right to my front door. I give them the leash and they're on their way. It's because I'm home. Yeah. And on the walk, and this is particularly the walking experience, the caregiver is keeping the pet parent in the loop in the app. So I can see real time on my phone where the caregiver is, if my dog's peed, which is really important to me, if my dog's pooped, which mm. is probably more important. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and at the end of the walk, I get a report card. And that report card tells me everything. It tells me, did you know, did Toby use the restroom? How many times did he go? How was he? And I get a nice little note. And I also get a chance to obviously leave a rating. But to me, that's actually really important. Half the reason I'm, I'm taking, I really want to get Toby outside is the is the exercise. He's pretty actually a pretty active dog. And the second reason is I really want to make sure he's able to use the restroom a lot. Yeah. He's just he has like he just lo- that guy loves water. And so knowing that he's taking eight pee breaks is is great. I think it's super important for people that might live in condos or apartments because um, I, I live in an apartment and, you know, if the dog's inside most of the day, uh, they don't have that access to like a backyard or something like that where they can go and do their business, right? So, Exactly. Yeah, it's peace of mind. And I, I think I saw as well that even if I'm not home, like I'm in the in the example where, you know, you're late at work or something like that and you want to get your dog walked, there's a way that you can set up locks or something and, and the wag walkers can access the dogs yeah. without the owners, yeah, is that absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. So look, the most most services on WAG are done while people are at work, right? That's just the way it works. So mm. you're at work, you're working at nine to nine for some reason, and you're like, man, I, really, I can't get home to take care of my Frenchie. Like, uh-oh. And so you book a WAG walk. And that walker shows up. Usually there's different ways to hide your key or give key access. It could be a lockbox. We provide lockboxes for a fee. You can have your own lockbox. You can hide a key somewhere. You can leave a door unlocked in certain neighborhoods, I'm sure. And the pet caregiver is going to enter your home. They're going to pick up your pup. You're going to tell them where to get everything. That's generally how most services happen Hmm. is that you're not home. You're trusting someone to go into your home, pick up your dog, and take them out for 30 or 60 minutes. Okay, so just when it comes to a dog walk – is there, a, is there a perfect dog walk? What, I mean, what makes for a good dog walk? Or is it, I mean, obviously, it's going to be different per breed, per dog, all that kind of stuff. But is it around the block? Is it down to the dog park? Is it, you know, out for a swim? What, what would you uh, say is a great walk? It's actually a good question. Okay, I liken dog walking to house cleaning. Okay, and, and I'm going to explain why. Everyone likes their house clean in different ways. Yeah. Right? I'm sure the way you like your house clean is different the way I like my house cleaned. Like I, I love when you know my my house cleaner particularly cleans like the tr- like I love when they clean the trim. Like it's like one of my favorite things. It's a weird thing I love, but I just love it. I love when they clean the trim. Everyone likes their house clean differently, right? Like you probably like you want different days, you want different times, you want different things, you want different t- you know everything. Same thing for walking. Some pet parents are like, hey. Just take my dog outside and play with them for 20 minutes. Like I don't, they don't even really need the walk. They just love to be played with. Mm. Some are, some are. Hey, actually, I need you to really get some miles in. This dog is super active, and I actually book three walks a day for them. Uh, and they want to do like two miles a walk, or even more. And then you have some, you have some people who are like, hey, just take. They love this spot down the street. Take them down the street to the fire hydrant. I guarantee they're going to pee there. It's the only place they'll pee. And then bring them back and just hang out with them in the front yard. Everyone is different. I can tell you. Oh, there's almost no same walk that happens on the WAG marketplace every day. And that's what makes it so great, right? Like if you're a pet parent, you know you can have unique requests for your unique dog on the WAG marketplace. And again, it's going to be the most similar to like, you know, I hate to say it, but like house cleaning, right? Like everyone wants their house cleaned in a different way. Sure, there's a general checklist of you want to make sure you use the restroom and things happen, but you know, every dog is different. Perfect. So if listeners had to take away one big 
learning or, or take away from today's interview, what would it be about dog walking and about what WAG does? Yeah, I wouldn't even make it about WAG. Just for dog owners out there, I would just remind them that exercise can solve so many problems. It doesn't have to be WAG. Like, just exercise with your dog. Take them outside. And it doesn't have to be outside. I mean, there's dog treadmills now, right? Have you seen those things? It's crazy. These dog treadmills are amazing. But just get outside, take your dog out, get the steps in. For the vast majority of dogs, it's going to help with things like behavioral problems, chewing, barking, uh, you know, becoming house dominant, being healthy. Like, you go to the vet, they're not going to tell you to, to eat a different food because you're worried about your dog's weight. Like, it's just so important to exercise with your dog. And if you can't, we're here for you. But just as a pet owner, I cannot stress enough, just like a human, you want to get outside and get your steps and so does your dog. Yeah, I think that's great because like, I mean, behavioral issues or chewing or barking, all those things you're talking about, they're like one of the biggest problems for dog owners that lead to leave their dogs at home for extended periods. And exercise can be a huge fix to that. I mean, there, people are always looking for, you know, trainers and things like that, which are amazing in one respect, but maybe all it is is just an extra bit of walking or something like that, which can give them the stimulation and then help them relax in a different environment. hundred percent before anybody, a lot of people come to me and the same thing I'm sure you're seeing where they ask dog questions. Mm. When people come to me with dog behavior things, I'm like, look, the first thing, unless you're, unless you're wearing this dog out every day and you can convince me you're getting your steps in the first thing I recommend, and again, I'm not any sort of, you know, master of this or expert, but the first thing I just generally recommend is get some exercise. Make sure your dog is getting outside for at least 30 minutes, if not more. And then maybe we can talk about, you know, maybe you need a trainer. Uh, but first start with the exercise. Right. So uh, let's hope everyone takes their dogs and exercises them a whole lot more yeah, now after hearing this. Good for people too. Cool. So where can people find out more about you, Garrett, and what WAG's doing and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, wagwalking.com is our website. You can also find us on the App Store, Google, and iOS at uh, keyword wag exclamation mark just like yahoo wag and i'm garrett smallwood you can find me on linkedin or twitter at garrett smallwood perfect so thanks so much for coming on the podcast i had a great time oh well thank you so much we appreciate the time